Welcome to the Gospel Matrescence Podcast. Matrescence, the physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional transformation women go through when becoming a mother. This developmental stage of life is as powerful and irreversible as adolescence, and yet few women have ever heard of it. Our communities have little to no rites of passage to celebrate or prepare for it, but here, at Gospel Matrescence, we apply a biblical worldview to the beautiful and sometimes painful metamorphosis of motherhood. Come, let's navigate motherhood together. Hello there, friends. This is Andy again with um, another episode in our series of the Eight Pillars of Thriving Matrescence. So today we're going to be looking at um, physical health. What does it look like to have a sustainable and healing nutrition and movement plan that drives your matrescence health? So, um, we all know that motherhood is a very intense experience for us as women, um, because it inhabits our bodies, because we have these, these lives that come in and inhabit us from the inside and dwell with us and have a tremendous impact on our body. But even if you didn't give birth to your children, let's say that you are an adoptive mother, or let's say that you are a stepmom and you haven't had that experience necessarily of a human body growing within you, children still have a significant impact on our physical health. Um, Even the process of nurturing them and feeding them and that sometimes we choose not to feed ourselves because the children need food or maybe it causes us to avoid caring for our body or caring, you know, being consistent in movement or um, there's various ways that motherhood impacts our physical bodies. And so if we are to grow in the area of matrescence and this beautiful and painful process of becoming a mother and embracing motherhood, joyfully, we have to pause and look at the effect it has on our bodies. And so that's what we're going to be sharing today a little bit in this podcast episode. You may have noticed that there is a, um, that healthy matrescence quiz that we have available at gospelmatrescence.com. And currently it's available as a PDF, but soon that's going to be converted into an online platform that will be much more um, user-friendly. Until then, um, you can go and you can visit that. And what you're going to find is each pillar of matrescence has eight statements Um, these positive statements that you're going to ask yourself, how often can I say this is true of me? Is this a statement that I can never say is true? Is this a statement that sometimes is true in my life? Is this a statement that is most often true? Or is this a statement that's always true? So listen to these statements that will reveal how healthy of a perspective do you have on your physical health as a mother? So here's the statements. I have a regular practice of movement that I feel good about. I have a habit of feeding my body nourishing food that fuels me. I eat a healthy diet and I do not experience disordered eating. I have a clear sense of how to manage my physical health and I prioritize my own health care while staying in a creator mindset rather than a victim mindset. 
I have a clear sense of when my emotional issues manifest in physical problems. I am at a weight that I'm comfortable with and that is healthy for my frame. I understand my value and I do not measure my worth by my body shape or size. And I feel confident that I can model caring for a healthy body to my children. So I don't know how many of those statements you could say yes and amen to and how many of them filled you with a pit in your stomach saying, oh, I have so far to go in this area. And I will share that my own journey as a mother has not always been victorious in this area. Um, I came into motherhood with a lot of um, lies and unhealthy patterns as it pertained to my own understanding of my body, how I fed my body, um, my weight and body image issues. Just like any girl being raised in modern culture, I saw all the magazine pictures. I saw all the internet sites that showed this one um, body image that was supposedly supposed to be the ideal of our culture. And when I didn't feel that my body lined up with that, it created a lot of um, despair, a lot of disordered eating, um, a lot of unhealthy patterns. And combine that with some childhood experiences of being teased that were really painful. And I came into motherhood with um, a skewed perspective in this area already. So as you can imagine, being pregnant eight times and having to give my body over to the process of nurturing life and all that that entails with weight gain and, um, you know, having to lose weight each of those times, you know, feeling like there was even permanent damage done to my body, seeing stretch marks or all of the different impacts that my babies had on me was difficult. And um, I have, over the course of my motherhood journey, had to do the hard work of renewing my mind. And so today I'm going to share three truths that I have learned over the years that I challenge you to consider. So truth number one, your body is a tool. Truth number two, your body is a testimony. And truth number three, we need to have a Christian view of self. And I'm going to make the argument that if we can line our thoughts up in these three areas, it will have a tremendous impact how we perceive the process of motherhood and what it does to our body. So part of my story um, in having to renew my mind in this area um, connects with a book that I've mentioned in a previous episode called Loving the Little Years by Rachel Jankovic. And she has a chapter uh, in her book. I can't remember exactly what the chapter is called, um, but it talks about your body. It talks about just the physical impact that motherhood has on our bodies. And there are a few phrases, even though I read this book probably 10 or 12 years ago, there are a few phrases from these chapters that ingrain themselves deeply in my mind. And, and I'll share what those phrases are after I read you an excerpt from the book. But here's how, you know, and I learned these three truths, that my body is a tool, not a treasure, that my body is a testimony of the faithfulness of God, and that I need to have a Christian view of self. So let me read you a couple excerpts from this book and see if this doesn't um, impact the way you view motherhood and its impact on your body. So she begins by saying, first of all, our bodies are tools, not treasures. You should not spend your days trying to preserve your body in its 18-year-old form. Let it be used. By the time you die, you want to have a very dinged and dented body. Motherhood uses your body in the way that God designed it to be used. Those are the right kind of damages. 
There are, of course, ways to hurt your body that are outside of God's design and disobedient. And that's not what I'm talking about. But motherhood is what your stomach was made for. And any wear and tear that shows is simply the sign of a well-used tool. We are not to treat our bodies like museum pieces. They were not given to us to preserve. They were given to us to use. So use it cheerfully and maintain it cheerfully. When you are working hard to lose that baby weight, as you may need to do, think of it as tool maintenance. You want to fix up your body in order to be able to use it more. It might be used for more children, or it might be used to take care of the children that you already have. We should not be trying to fix it up to put it back on the shelf out of harm's way or try to make ourselves look like nothing ever happened. Your body is a tool, so use it. Also, your body is a tool, so maintain it. Having sacrificed your body for children is no excuse for schlepping around in sweatpants for the rest of their childhood. When you were 18, you may have been skinny without trying. In your 30s, after having a pile of kids, the chances are good that you will need to try. And in case you care, this word is not coming from one of those miracle mothers who came out of the hospital more skinny than they went in. My children, bless them, have left their mark. Scars and stretch marks and muffin tops are all a part of your kingdom work. So I'll end there reading that excerpt, but that is the phrase that went through my mind. Star Scars, stretch marks, and muffin tops are part of my kingdom work. And that was hard to accept because I resent the scars. I resent the stretch marks. I don't want a muffin top. And yet that thought that my body is a tool that has been given to me to be used to bring life, to build the kingdom of God. And that in doing that and having that balanced view and not viewing my body as this little museum piece that's meant to be set on a shelf so people can admire it, but it is um, given to me to give as a gift to my children and to my husband was really encouraging to me. Um, it really changed my view. It helped me to be a little bit more joyful in some of the effects that my body had. It helped me to um, maybe let go of my death grip on the world's picture of beauty and see that this sacrifice that I was making and these memories that I'm building with my husband um, were all part of God's design to draw us more connected to each other. And we'll discuss this, the concept of the changes that happen in our bodies and how they impact our willingness to be vulnerable and be intimate with our husband. But it took a tremendous amount of trust for me to accept that my husband looked at me with devoted eyes, even when my body didn't look the same way it did when we got married at 20, um, that as he looked at the stretch marks, it brought a sense of fondness and connection that we had brought forth life together and that that was a really beautiful thing. So I had a lot of renewing of my mind to be willing. And yet, as she shares in there, it's not an excuse to um, not put any effort into maintaining this tool. If it is a tool that's meant to be used, we need to maintain that tool. And so it changed my perspective on why should I work so hard to lose my baby weight? Why should I have a healthy movement plan? Why should I have um, you know, self-control and how I eat less so that I can glorify myself and be that little museum piece up on the shelf out of harm's way and more so that I can 
contribute more, whether that means more children or maybe you do stop having children so that you can have a healthy body to take care of the children that God um, gave to you. That was a really powerful thought in my mind that helped me develop a, a more um, healthy perspective on my physical body. So the first point, your body is a tool, not a treasure. Second point, your body is a testimony. So listen to this excerpt as she um, shares this idea that your body is a testimony. It says this from, again, the book, Loving the Little Years. So realize that your body is a testimony to the world of God's design. Carry that extra weight joyfully until you can lose it joyfully. Carry the scars joyfully as you carry the fruit of those scars. Do not resent the damage that your children may have left on your body. Just like a guitar mellows and sounds better with age and scratches, so your body can more fully praise God, having been used for His purpose. Don't resent it enjoy it. And so that also was a powerful thought that I I read the first time and I thought, oh, I would love to live as if my body was a testimony. I would love to trust that my husband has that perspective and that he doesn't expect me to forever stay 21, you know, but it required a lot of renewing of my mind to be able to gain the weight joyfully and then lose the weight joyfully as I asked the Holy Spirit to give me that fruit of the Spirit and walk in in discipline. But be okay that it took time to not do crazy things to lose weight fast, but to truly understand that there is a depth to even my husband's attraction to me um, that's more beautiful. Even if I was 20, 30 pounds heavier, that there was a depth to our intimacy. There was a depth to our connection that we didn't have. And as I you know, showed up before the world as I interacted with other mothers and um, in the workplace and at my church and in my community, and especially with teenage girls as they were looking to me, that I could be a testimony to them to show them that God's design is beautiful. It's okay to have another human come and dwell within you to sacrifice for them, to feel the aches and the pains and the nausea that comes with it, that there's a great privilege and a beauty in God's design. And so that had a tremendous tremendous impact of renewing my mind in this area. So so our second point is your body is a testimony. So this third point is that we as Christian women need to have a Christian view of self, that the world has a very skewed version of what it means to find yourself or what it means to take care of yourself. And so the the third excerpt I'm going to read from the book has to do with this perception of self. It says this, Second, the world has a very muddled perception of self. They think and tell us to think that we are all little separate entities, that we might need to go off somewhere to get to know ourselves or to find ourselves, that a mother needs to get back to her corporate job in order to find herself again. Marriages break up because people don't know who they are anymore. They need to be apart and find themselves. But the Christian view of self is very different. And you need to make sure that that is the one that you have. We are like characters in a story. Our essential self is not way back in the intro, waiting to be rediscovered. Who you are is where you are. When you're married, your essential self is married. As your story grows, so does your character. Your children change you into a different person. If you suddenly panic because it all happened so fast and now you don't even recognize yourself, what you need is not more time alone. What you need is your people. 
Look out. Look at the people who made you what you are. Look to your father. Look to your husband. Look to your children. Study them, for they are you. If you want to know yourself, concentrate on them. These women who try to find themselves by stripping away all the others will find that they are a very broken little thing. This will lead them to resent the very people who they think made them that way. A woman might say, I used to be so energetic, but all these people just take, take, take from me. And now I have no time to be myself. All of the world gathers around and comforts her and says she needs more time to follow her dream. But the Christian woman, she needs to see something differently. I used to be so boring, but now my character has depth. I have people to love and I have hardships to bear. Now I have some material to work with. A Christian's woman, a Christian woman's view of self is always forward and never back. Your identity is to be found and resting in other people and in Christ. And so I love the encouragement that comes from this excerpt is that the world promotes this idea of self first. And yet there are important aspects of learning to love yourself and soul care or self care, however you want to say it. But it's important that we line up our thoughts with God's and that we view self, that there is a beauty in self sacrifice. I love the little book. I believe it's by Tim Keller is the, um, the it, the blessing of self-forgetfulness or the benefit that comes from being self-forgetful. When we actually set aside ourselves and we look around ourselves, we look to our community, we look to our Father, and we, we're not that self-made man that creates ourselves in our own image, but we were built in the image of God. We we're created to conform to Christ. We are built for an important purpose. And in many ways, our relationships deepen our character. They don't pull away from our character. And so surrendering to that and being able to um, embrace a biblical view of self allowed me to exchange this worldly view of what does beauty look like? What um, should I be you know, reaching for as it pertains to my body and the shape that I am and the size that I am? Um, and it it gave me a new perspective on what drives my health and what drives my perspective of my physical body and the impact that motherhood has had on them. So I pray that today, these three truths, that your body is a tool, that your body is a testimony, and that you there's much joy and peace in embracing a Christian view of self. I pray that those um, would serve as little seeds that would begin growing in your soul and in your mind as you evaluate where did I get the ideas in my brain of what is beauty and um, what healthy eating should look like and what healthy movement should look like? And how do I bring that into my motherhood? How do I bring that into my bedroom? How is this affecting my marriage and the level of trust and vulnerability and openness I have with my husband? These are all really important, deep questions. And there will be other episodes that we go a little deeper onto this topic. But today, I just wanted to present these three truths and challenge you. Um, if you know that you're far away from a healthy perspective, if you've struggled with eating disorders or disordered eating, if you um, struggle with lots of... Um, um, excess weight that you know you're not taking care of your body like you should and you're using motherhood as an excuse, 
not to care for this tool. Or maybe you're on the other side. Maybe you don't struggle at all with excess weight, but you know that you put way too much emphasis on your exercise plan or avoiding certain foods and you have extreme behaviors. I just, I pray that today the Holy Spirit would maybe turn on a little light within you to reveal some form of disordered thoughts that he could come in. And I challenge you to invite him to come in to renew your mind in this area so that you can joyfully embrace motherhood and walk in a sustainable and healing nutrition and movement plan that both glorifies God, brings you joy, and heals you from any past wounds you've had in this area. So lots to think about today, and um, I'll look forward to sharing with you in another episode.